Welcome to Day 345 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul, here with Matt and David and Katie. As we continue through the journey of the prophets, uh, we've come to Zechariah. Along with Haggai, they are encouraging the people who have returned from exile. They're in a very beleaguered situation. They find the city in ruins. They find few resources to do the task that is put before them. They live in, in a threat of those on the outside interfering with their work you know, in so many ways. And so Haggai and Zechariah are encouraging them in the work of the Lord, which is the rebuilding of the temple, the rebuilding of Jerusalem, the rebuilding of the wall, which is symbolic of how eventually the people of God will be rebuilt in a much you know, grander way. We talked yesterday about how you know, Zechariah moves through the first three chapters of a series of eight visions. Uh, we did the first and second on Friday, the third and fourth yesterday, and we'll continue with the uh, fifth vision uh, today as we turn to uh, chapter four. Uh, before we uh, before we read, we, we always pause and Expect God to do, you know, great things through his word, which he has given us, you know, not just for our knowledge and for our information, but for our encouragement, for our strengthening, and to uh, transform us into the image of Christ. So we come expectantly. We've been given his Holy Spirit and our desires for his spirit to work in us through his word, to complete his work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so before we uh, read, Matt, you mind lifting us up with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we um, do come expectant uh, for you to speak to us because we we believe that every time we read your word, um, you are speaking to us and, and transforming us through it. And, and so, Father, we ask that this time would be uh, glorifying to you, that we would honor you, and, and Father, you would move among us and transform us into the image of Christ. Father, help us to behold wonderful things in your word. We thank you um, for your word. We thank you for the grace that you give us in Christ Jesus, and uh, we ask that it would abound more and more um, as we seek to, to live um, in obedience uh, to you for the for the sake of this place and um, for your glory and our joy. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Zechariah chapter 4. Then the angel who talked with me returned and woke me up like someone awakened from sleep. He asked me, what do you see? I answered, I see a solid gold lampstand with a bowl at the top and seven lamps on it and with seven channels to the lamps. Also, there are two olive trees by it, one on the right side of the bowl and the other on its left. I asked the angel who talked with me, what are these, my Lord? He answered me, do you not know what these are? No, my Lord, I replied. So he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. What are you, mighty mountains? Before Zerubbabel, you will become level ground. Then you will bring out the capstone to shouts of God bless it, God bless it. Then the word of the Lord came to me. The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hands will also complete it. Then you will know that the Lord Almighty has sent me to you. Who dares despise the day of small things? Since the seven eyes of the Lord that reigns throughout the earth will rejoice when they see the chosen capstone in the hand of Zerubbabel. Then I asked the angel, What are these two olive trees on the right and on the left lampstand? Again I asked him, What are these two olive branches uh, beside the two gold pipes that pour out the golden oil? He replied, Do you not know what these are? No, my Lord, I said. So he said, These are the two who are anointed to serve the Lord of all the earth. 
I looked again, and there before me was a flying scroll. He asked me, what do you see? I answered, a flying scroll, 20 cubics long and 20 cu- and 10 cubics wide. And he said to me, this is the curse that is going out over the whole land. For according to what it says on one side, every thief will be banished. And according to what it says on the other side, everyone who swears falsely will be banished. Lord Almighty declares, I will send it out, and it will enter the house of the thief and the house of anyone who swears falsely by my name. It will remain in that house and destroy it completely, both its timbers and its stones. So we have uh, in this the fifth and the sixth vision. Uh, we have you know, the, uh, the vision of the flying scroll and, of course, the vision of uh, the golden lampstands. I love the, the question yeah, he, in verse 13. He says, do you not know what these are? He said, no, my Lord. I said, <laughs> I mean, we read that. I mean, you have to love a text like this. And obviously, we start to see some images that we see in Revelation. And, yep. and for us, you know, we probably read Revelation more than we mm-hmm. read no. um, this passage. But there are two olive trees in Revelation 11, and there are also two witnesses in Revelation you know, yeah. chapter 11. Yeah, and we start well. asking the same questions. What in the world are these? You know, it's just a reminder to us that, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's fun. It was, it's, there's things in Scripture that, you know, at times capture our imagination and, and are difficult to understand. And yet, you know, as we read, at times it will interpret it for us in a lot of ways. And then and sometimes they're referring back to images, like in Revelation, referring back to some of these images that... Yeah, we know that. Yeah, these uh, these images. You find, uh, we'll find a lot of images we're doing this week. Find a rich place mm-hmm. in the Book of Revelation, and where is it more clear here with the two olive trees and the the two you know the two uh, you know uh, two witnesses you know that'll stand you know before the you know throne of God and, and all of this. So there's a lot of interesting Do you, you know, have stuff guesses here. about who the two witnesses are. The uh, you know there's. Uh, of course, if you're looking at Revelation, you're looking at you know, two prophets who will prophesy in the end times, and and of course, a lot of you know a lot of commentators see Haggai and Zechariah as those two witnesses who are bringing, uh, you know the the oil or the anointing of the Lord to the people in the task that they have mm-hmm. in hand. Uh, there are others who see the two witnesses as being you know Joshua the high priest and Zerubbabel the governor which is also a wonderful biblical image of the joining of priest and king, priest and king or priest and ruler and of course those being the source of strength you know for the people and that makes a lot of sense because you're going to see the two united in our reading you know throughout you know the rest of these weeks so that you know that may have that may be one of these images that has multiple meanings on the level of the encouragement from the prophets the strength of priest and king and of course pointing to the ultimate priest and king you know, mm-hmm. that we find in Christ, also pointing to the witnesses that will prepare us for his coming. And I like in verse 6, you know, we, we see in the New Testament so clearly often, you know, Jesus is anointed by the Holy Spirit, helps him in his mission. The church receives the Spirit. But even in this mission they've been given in this task, you know, it's not by might nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord Almighty, that this is going to be accomplished. And so it's not just them working in their own strength and their own power, which... And you know, we see that tension in some of the epistles that, you know, you've begun by means of the spirit and are trying to finish by means of the flesh. But this is a, a work of the spirit through and through to to complete um, the will of, of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And now the image is very you know, rich because in the temple you would have, you know, you would have a very similar 
uh, you know, kind of lamp. But this one has, you know, in it a larger bowl, which is a steady force, you know, of oil or fuel for the lamps to burn. But not just the larger bowl, it also has the two olive trees. So there is no need for, you know, an outside source or no need for a priest, you know, to bring, you know, to bring it in. Uh, and Zerubbabel, of course, was chosen by Darius because he was a skilled administrator. And so he comes with wonderful skills for the task. Mm-hmm. But, you know, even the reminder, you know, to, to him is Zerubbabel, it's not by your talent nor by your skill that this will be accomplished. The only way mm-hmm. it can be accomplished, going back to the image, is through the supply that the Lord gives you, which is his spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, a pitcher of oil throughout Scripture, the rich overflowing the oil. Mm-hmm. you know the anointing of the of the spirit which just i mean to take that and in, in, into just a more of a personal place i mean how often do we depend on our own might and our own power to to get things done and specifically talking about like church work church leadership you know leading a body of believers um we can so easily go down a path where we're dependent on our own strength and dependent on our own funds and what we can raise and what, what our own, um, might can do. And we, as a staff, I mean, it's so, and elders just so important to us that we constantly come back to prayer because we know that we're utterly dependent on his spirit to do the work that we, that we want the Lord to do. Um, and, but it's just so easy to want to just lean towards our own strength. Um, no, I, I've often, you know, thought that probably the greatest hindrance, you know, that our church faces is we're a church of omnicompetent people. Mm-hmm. You know, they're successful in their businesses. They've been successful in their education. Uh, you know, and so whenever, you know, whenever an issue presents itself, we automatically come up with any number of very, you know, clever solutions mm-hmm. when a lot of, you know, a lot of these things that God wants to do are beyond, you know, even the brightest and the most capable. So mm-hmm. in many sense, the most humble and the most meek are the ones who are most used by God because they know their need for him. And sometimes we we just start the day as if I've got it today, Lord, there's no need for you to bother with me whatever comes up i can handle and uh knowing our dependence on him and even the small things much less the large things we've been moving. talking about that as elders as we've been looking at isaiah 66 that the uh, ones the lord looks on with favor are humble contrite in spirit and tremble, and at, tremble his word. at his word absolutely yeah. and i mean again this is a reminder to us of the the centrality of of god's word you know the word of the lord continues to come yeah, you know, as he said to me, this is the word of the Lord, you know, to Zerubbabel. And we've since, since we've been in the prophets, I mean, that's been one of the major themes is God speaks and governs and rules by his word through the prophets. And even here, and you know, as we've been thinking about like the rebuilding of the temple and these images, you know, God's saying, hey, by my word, by the power of my spirit, you know, I'll move you to rebuild my temple. And obviously, I mean, we get into the preaching of Jesus and to us, you know, how does God build this temple today it's by the preaching of his word and the power of his spirit i mean this isn't you know it's not god saying i need people to do something for me in their own strength and you know god is is continuing even here to work by his mm-hmm. word through his spirit and another new testament image you know we'll see you know is the capstone mm-hmm. you know being put in place which uh, you know in the new testament we see as as Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. So we have the vision of a temple being built and the final, you know, stone you know, being set in place, you know, for the you know, for the temple. 
you know, in the capstone, but we see a greater temple being made, you know, with, you know, the stone over which many stumble, you know, in the New Testament, which is Christ Jesus himself. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we can't, uh, you know, can't overlook, you know, the wild vision of the flying scroll. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty big uh, scroll, it sounds like. 30 feet by 15 yeah. feet, you know, in its dimensions. And this is a particular scroll that, uh, you know, contains not the blessings of a covenant, but the curses of the covenant. And uh, the whole idea is that uh, no one can escape the judgment of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if you're hiding in your house, it'll come into your house and find your house and, and then totally undo, you know, and level, level your house. And reminded of, you know, what Paul said in Galatians, you know, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. There are a lot of things we think, wow, we were kind of getting away with that. Mm-hmm. We've, you know, defied God here a little bit. We've lived selfishly here a little bit and it's nothing's happened to us. And, of course, you know, Paul says, don't be deceived. Uh, God will, will not be mocked that we will ultimately, you know, end up reaping what we have sown. And if we sow to please ourselves, we will reap destruction. But if we sow to please the Spirit, going back into the very first vision from the Spirit, we will indeed reap life. So, Heavenly Father, uh, thank you for the wonderful New Testament images we see popping off the page here as we read Zechariah for the day when sins will be atoned in in a single moment for the clothing with the righteousness of Christ. Uh, We thank you, Father, even for the reminder that that, uh, your justice and your truth will ultimately prevail Mm -hmm. and ultimately catch up with all of us. And we thank you, Father, for uh, the the oil of your spirit, the anointing of your spirit, and the reminder that through your spirit you have equipped us uh, to do things that are more momentous than we could possibly imagine. You're a good and a holy God. Amen. <laughs>